For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Everything Auburn with Jason Campbell and Taylor Davis. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us once again. Apologize for missing an episode last week. You know how it goes. Jay and I are busy peeps, but we're back and we are here to recap everything that's been going on in the world of Auburn athletics. We won't leave you hanging. Of course, we'll get you caught up on all of it. But before we do, a word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Football might be over for this year, but basketball is in full steam, both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next head fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. All you have to do is head over to the website or you can use your mobile device and sign up today. And they're giving a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use our promo code BELIEVE when you get started. That's B L E A V. And keep in mind, it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, even down to your favorite Vegas casino games. It's the number one online wagering destination, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Well, very relevant that that's our, well, Bet Online's been our sponsor for a while. Shout out Bet Online, but also very relevant right now because I assume everyone's about to get their brackets ready for some March Madness as I welcome in my esteemed co host and good friend, Jason Campbell. J. Cam, do you, do you dabble in the brackets or are you, uh, do you, do you enjoy that aspect of March Madness? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you really asked me that question. I'm just buddy. making sure. I, I am not that boring couch potato that sit and just eat nacho cheese all day and watch Maybe all the not. games of March gotta Madness. got to be in the I action. Need, yes, I got to have something get me on my on my toes and on the I'm edge waiting. of just realizing, like, I need you to come through in these last two minutes. Like, so, Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm yeah. looking forward to the to March Madness. A little bit of a little bit of already started. If you watch the women's tournament, mm-hmm. uh, that Kentucky and South Carolina ended in the SEC women's was crazy. Wow! Uh, for them to beat LSU and to beat 
uh, South Carolina, like that was setting up for a great NCAA tournament for the women's side. And then you yep. look at the men's, like some of these games of some of these smaller divisions have gone down to the end and, and just been crazy. So it's already starting to shape firm. And this week, the big Woo! SEC tournament. So Auburn gets a double bye, which is awesome. Yeah. Hopefully we get a chance to recover. Kessler gets a chance to get that shoulder healthy. Yep. And we need a couple of days off. I think this team has gone through a gauntlet of everybody's trying to play them so hard. So these next four or five days can pay dividends for us heading into the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right about that women's tournament. I mean, especially with, you know, the empire that Don Staley has built at mm-hmm. South Carolina, she's an unbelievable coach. And so to see them not come out victorious, it, it was a little startling, <laughs> but huge for Kentucky. Congrats to them. Uh, And yeah, we are certainly in store for an incredible SEC men's basketball tournament this week, just given how closely locked so many of these teams have been. I mean, obviously the top four, only two games different between them and then LSU and Bama just sitting there right on the outside as well. Their game going into OT this past weekend, the Tigers coming away with that one. So it is going to be an unbelievable weekend of some basketball. And then we'll send us into a super exciting NCAA tournament. I agree with you there we'll have to uh we'll both fill out a bracket and we'll have to be honest with each other about uh who's who's doing well we'll have a little competition between us but I think it's always fun too because it makes you invested in games that you might not be otherwise but we're obviously going to talk about this basketball team that concluded the SEC or not just the SEC concluded the regular season this past weekend we'll preview the SEC tournament that is going to be kicking off tomorrow but we'll go ahead and cover a little bit of football news as we always start with here on our show uh, because next week folks begins spring football and the path to the fall season is officially underway so spring football will begin for this football team March 14th and obviously concluding with a day on April 9th. Hopefully we've got a good crowd and journey here on April 9th. Uh, but spring ball, Jay, you and I have talked about this and, and how important it is, how beneficial it is for a multitude of reasons. But you could argue that this year in particular, uh, Auburn really needs to take advantage of spring ball, given how much, you know, unfortunately turnover and, and movement and change that this program has undergone and even, you know, unfortunately some, some negative off the field uh, issues that this team has had to really put their heads down and deal with to return to the field, to, to strap on that helmet and, uh, and be out there building that on field chemistry with your team. You got to feel like this year in particular, there's a lot of emphasis on it. Oh yeah. This is a huge spring for Auburn, especially for coach Harson after everything that, that kind of transpired over the last, what do you say, last month, <laughs> January and into into February. But I say this, like things like that can rally a football team if it's approached the right way and guys take it the right way. Uh, you know, when you lose five games in a row to end the season, there's going to be a lot of speculations and a lot of people unhappy at the end of the year. Okay. And this is a program that that just can't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got to find a way to get back to being an elite program where we're always been a top 10 football program ever since I've known Auburn. And we've always, everyone knows when you come to Auburn, you better scrap it on because we right. are, we're going, we're coming to play. And it's, it's just a place that people just love football. Like I said, in the state of Alabama, there's no NFL team. So everyone looks forward to, to the Auburn. Everyone looks forward to the other school. And 
it, it's 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 a tough place to be in, but it is a great atmosphere, and we've got to make Auburn get back to that high playing level. And I think it all starts this spring. I've been watching some of the videos of the, some of the guys, the competition drills they've been participating in. Uh, you know, the staff is now starting to take shape form. Mm -hmm. We not got Jimmy Brumball over from Tennessee after he was let go there, but he's a former Auburn guy. Right. So he knows the roots at Auburn. And uh, so these guys can kind of lean on him a little bit to relate. And I think, uh, you know, he can help in that aspect, especially after you lose a guy like Nick Eason. Uh, so you need someone that comes in that loves Auburn and is an Auburn guy. And he yeah. is an Auburn guy. Uh, we talk about some of the things coming up this spring. The biggest key part I think everybody wants to know is always the quarterback position. Right, right. Uh, we have a lot to choose from. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have five guys on scholarship. Uh, you know, they got the upperclassman and Calzada, who's going to be very limited in the spring, so mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to participate fully in a competition. Uh, you know, TJ was there. He got a few games to play last year, so you can see if he's matured this spring. Uh, if he takes another step or not. And then also you still got to figure out what are we going to do with Deshaun Davidson? Um, mm -hmm. You know, what are we going to do with this, with, with this kid? Uh, score, I think I said his name, right? But probably we got to make sure, <laughs> <laughs> probably not, <laughs> but we got a Demetrius there, Demetrius. So we got to figure out what we're going to do with Demetrius. Uh, I was thinking about Deshaun that played the other day. I mean, yeah. played a couple of years ago, because we were good friends. Yeah. Uh, but then you also, you know, you get the young kid coming in from high school. And you get the transfer kid, the Kobe Robbie. kid from Oregon. So, Robbie, so so what are we going to do with all these guys? Because everybody cannot touch the football and get enough reps in the springtime to build chemistry with everyone. So yeah. you have to know as a coach, who are my three guys I'm kind of going into spring, giving the opportunity to. And then if they fail, then I can kind of go into the into the offseason of summer, developing the other guys and see what they do once training camp gets here in August. So this thing I don't think is going to be solved until the season start, but my other position out of that before I get back to you, Taylor, is the receiver position. Yeah, totally. What is Auburn going to do with the receiver position? Javaris Johnson decided to come back. That's a huge get for Auburn mm -hmm. after losing Kobe Hudson. And now you get Javaris Johnson coming back. So he's a guy with some experience, but you also get Omar Kelly. Uh, you know, he was regarded as a four-star guy. He's a native of Birmingham. He's played against a lot of competition. Uh, so, you know, would he be a guy to step up for us as well? And then, you know, Ducker, who's a tight end, he's a big guy, you know, from Nebraska. Uh, he's a guy that can come in and make some plays, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's guys, put it that way. But will these guys be able to step into a role and earn a position? I definitely think that the transfer portal still could be utilized for that position because mm -hmm. I personally don't think we have all that we need right now. Shedrick Jackson is uh, probably the most productive receiver, 40 receptions for 527 yards and one touchdown. But I mean, that, that being in his fifth year, you know what I mean? One TD to his, to his career. Like it's just, you definitely need to see that position develop. And with new wide receiver coach, Ike Hilliard in there, um, hopefully this spring ball is, is a time for that group to really gel and, and see some talent emerge. Cause I certainly think it's, it's an area of weakness of ours right now. But if you, if you talk about the quarterback position as well, this one, I think is going to be one of the most interesting quarterback storylines to follow leading to fall, even though we've had this, you know, narrative in seasons past and, and a lot of it surrounding Bo Nix. Um, I think that what you've got right now in these five is such a uh, such a confusing situation from what we know right now. Obviously, TJ Finley and Zach Calzada are discussed as as the two leaders, if you will, right now. But really, that's only because we know the most about them. You know, I think 
Zach Calzada having performed at the level he did, you know, in real SEC competition is great. TJ Finley essentially having to step in as the starter for a little bit of our season and having most experience with our personnel, our system, our coaches puts him up there as well. The holding kid is a very, very highly touted recruit. There is a lot of hype and excitement around him. But okay, a true fresh, sorry, but like you don't know if hype is is you know gonna translate for a true freshman. So there's question there. It's really just raw athletic ability. How does that translate? Same with Demetrius Davis. We've never seen him in a game scenario. And then Robbie Ashford, even though he's coming from a you know a big program like Oregon, he didn't get any playing time at Oregon. So the only film we really have to look of his is him at Hoover. So it's just a matter of of real unknown, and there's five of them to look look at, you know, but I also think that it, it could be a situation and I know some people don't like this, but it could be a situation that whoever starts week one may not be the guy by the end of season. And that's true. Like truth be told, the best way to learn and find out about somebody is what put them in the fire. Let them go. In the game. Yeah. You know, that's why everybody wanted to kind of see like what the Demetrius kid Davis would do in the, in the in bowl, bowl game. game, you know, just give him some reps, like see, see what he's learned, see what he can do. Like see if there's anything he can bring to the table that can, you know, put a threat towards defenses. And, you know, so still no one really knows about him. And he was a four-star kid that came out of Houston. Like this mm-hmm. kid is very talented and you know, anything about Texas high school football, it is a religion. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and people love it. And it's one of the better states of college football. I mean, high school football in, in the whole U.S. So mm-hmm. you have to respect the fact that oh, why haven't we seen the kid? So that's a question mark. So but the holding key, like you said, it doesn't scare me anymore, Taylor, about high school quarterbacks coming out and being thrust into playing time because a lot of these high school systems nowadays are running the college system. And right. it's all about the RPO game. It's all about read and react uh, to, to what you see. It's not a bunch of progression reading like we did when I was in college or in the pros is is now definitely in a different fast-paced RPO game and if you can come in and you're a kid that can throw the ball accurately and you can see if a linebacker blitzes and you know how to keep the ball or hand it off and you know how to keep yourself when keep poised and under pressure then you can come out of high school and you can play and it's a little bit different now so would they give him opportunity? He's been on campus. I believe he came in in January. So that helps him a lot. He gets a chance to develop and learn a system. And so he's not like he's coming in in the summertime in May or I mean, June when he graduates high school, where it's a different story because at that point it's like, okay, you're too, you're too late behind to start this year. Right. But right now he's on the same level as everybody besides TJ yeah. and Demetrius. Those are the only two guys that have been there. So, yeah. you know, he has an equal right, just like everybody else. For sure. And I want all of them to get their equal shot. You know, even when we've had these situations and Bo's name was involved in it, everyone knew Bo was going to be the guy. You know that that's what they were hoping or leaning toward the entire time. But for this situation, I just want all five of them to kind of be on an equal playing field to start. And the true best option emerge through the course of, of the next six months, I guess. But I am very intrigued by this QB situation um, in terms of of storyline and development. I think that they each really have a strong argument for themselves and they, they differ, which is, which is going to be interesting. The best thing they got going too is you got, three offensive linemen that could have gone on and, That's and true. They decided to come back. So you get a six year guy. 
six-year guys, and that adds an immediate experience. And hopefully these guys can jail this year. And who's ever playing quarterback, they're going to have a great run game behind them with mm-hmm. with Tank and Jacquez. So, you know, it's not like they're thrusting there with nobody around them. Yes, yeah, oh, so we have to figure sure. out the receiving position. But you get Shanker. He's another guy that's coming back at the tight end position mm-hmm. that come back for another year. So that's a safety net for the quarterbacks. So whoever gets the opportunity to be the quarterback this year, they're surrounded from a standpoint – Maybe have some inexperience at receiver, but you never know who maybe a young receiver that just pop up. You never mm-hmm. know. But from a run game, we can run the football. Oh, and, yeah. you know, hopefully we can pass protect. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It, going back to that um, conversation we were having real quick about the high school to college transition, I do think that that's a really interesting point because as years have gone on, high school ball has really gotten to a point of, of preparing these guys to translate to college when you were in that situation, what was something, you know, I know you were, you were well-equipped to, to handle a big stage as well, but what was something that you would say was a challenge for you in that transition from high school games to college games? Ooh, I would say the speed of the SEC. Okay. Uh, like I could have went to, you know, other, other universities and started right off the bat and probably wouldn't have missed a beat. But yeah. once you come to that SEC level, it's a mm-hmm. different animal uh, to be able to play that gauntlet of a schedule and to be such a young quarterback. And at that point in time, like I said, we read progressions. Everything was like you had to know progression. You had to know how to pick up blitzes. Like it wasn't a lot of hots and everything now where people say, oh, this guy blitz, he throws a hot to the tight end. You had a few, but most of it was you got to redirect the blitz pick up to your offense lineman, to your running backs to make sure you're protected. Now you got to know who's your guy that can, if he comes, now who makes you hot? So there's a lot of things you have to learn about football at that standpoint that now these kids don't have to learn. So their brain is not swimming as much and it helps them. But when I was coming out, your brain is swimming all spring. And, you know, it's just not that easy to be thrust out there, even though you're as talented and you can go out and compete. But mentally, if you haven't gotten it all in yet, and you're trying to make all these blitz checks. You at the line of scrimmage, like, oh, here comes the Sam and Mike blitz. Oh, let me get the protection over there. Okay, now I got a protection over there. Okay, now if the wheel comes, oh, now who am I throw the hot two off the wheel? Okay, uh-huh. it's you're gonna see it and run the slant. You know, it's all those different things. So everybody has to be on the same page, communicating. And if you're not communicating, then you know it can be kind of rough for a young quarterback. I hear you. Makes sense. Well, speaking of uh, transitioning to the next level and being prepared for it, three of our guys, former Tigers, obviously participated in the NFL combine this past weekend. We've talked about it before. All defensive guys, Smoke Monday, Zacoby McLean and Roger McCreary. So just real quickly, a little feedback for our three guys who performed at the combine. Smoke Monday weaknesses include below average speed and tight hips in coverage transition. Strengths include love for the game and alpha mentality. Ain't that the case? Uh, He earned a prospect grade of 5.98. Zacoby McLean weaknesses include small size for his position, capable near the line of scrimmage and sturdier than numbers indicate were his strengths. His prospect grade came out at a 6.16. And finally, Roger McCreary, his weaknesses listed as lack of length against taller receivers but his strengths included ability to rake through hands to prevent catch and eliminate space for receivers. His prospect grade at 6.24 out of all three of them. Roger was described as 
uh, most potential to become an NFL starter. But certainly we think all of these guys will be well-suited to make a roster uh, once the NFL draft happens in April. You know, what a combine. Like I said, our guys, uh, McLean, I still expect them to go in the first round, uh, early second, just because of the simple fact that it's a passing league. He can run. He can cover. He played in the highest division of football in the SEC. Covered some really good guys this year. Um, so, you know, he's been challenged. So the film don't lie. Like, right. you talk about size, you can talk about all of that. If I'm McLean, go watch my tape. Yep. Like, my tape does my talking for me. And if I'm a, if I'm a query, I mean, go watch the film because this guy covers so well. And yeah. he helped Auburn out so much this year where you can say, okay, one side of the field we got taken care of. Now you can roll your coverages to the other side of the field because you have an elite corner like McCrary. But now he's not going to be there. And then you look at McClain. This is a guy that reminds me a lot of Travis Williams. Uh, you know, he's people consider him an undersized linebacker, mm-hmm. but has a heart of a lion. And, you know, can run all over the field, can make tackles, can make calls, communicate. And I think what helps him is it is a passing league. It's not a pound-for-pound league like it used to be. If it was the old school, it will be harder on him. But now the new school, he has a chance. And Smoke Monday, you know, Smoke, he loves being around the football. Anytime the football is in the air, on the ground, it seems like it always gravitates to his hand. It's a magnet. He goes to make plays. And the one thing he has to continue to work on is foot speed. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is covering ground. But he is a proto-style looking like safety. Yeah. Like we said at the beginning, a very big week for our basketball team as the SEC tournament kicks off tomorrow in Tampa and Auburn concluded the regular season by claiming the SEC regular season title this past weekend at home against South Carolina. So like you said, the Tigers are going to have a two-game bye in the SEC tournament and we'll play the winner of Texas A&M versus Florida and we will play on Friday at 11 Central, the winner of that game. Uh, you know what's interesting? I was looking at uh, how everyone is seated for this one. The worst three teams are all teams that we narrowly beat. Very <laughs> narrowly, okay? I'm talking Georgia, Ole Miss, and Missouri. If you look back at those three games, Those were all nail biters. Those really came down to the wire. And yes, they were all on the road, but I think it just goes to show that this tournament is going, I don't think it's going to be predictable. I think there are going to be some upsets. I think there are going to be some crazy close games because this conference has just had that all season. And obviously once you get to the top, like I said, us, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Arkansas all finished within two games of each other atop the league standings, LSU and Bama right behind that. And Texas A&M, Florida, those are no sleeper teams, you know? Like, this is this has been a gauntlet all season, and I think it sets up for a gauntlet of a tournament. But those top four in particular, I mean, us having a two-game bye is, is huge because I, none of these games are going to be easy games. Well, you talk about the SEC, like this was a year to remember Uh, from top to bottom. This has been a tough, tough season. Uh, Even some of the teams that you're like, okay, they're still 18 and 11. And you've got to think the teams that they played have been solid basketball teams. And I can't remember the SEC being this deep unless you go back to the early 2000s or, you know, late 90s. But I tell you, when you when you talk about the SEC and the tournament, everybody's going to be tuned in this week because Auburn's already a lot to make the tournament. Kentucky's a lot to make the tournament. Tennessee's a lot to make the tournament. Arkansas is a lot to make the tournament. 
Alabama and LSU, one of them is going to make the tournament. And I honestly think both of them are going to get in um, just because Bama was ranked 25. LSU just beat them, and their record is similar. So I think both of those teams get in. So it it, it makes it really, really interesting to see, like, somebody other than them have to win the tournament just to get in. And I'm hoping Auburn wins the tournament because we want them to be one of the one seeds. And Mm -hmm. You're one of the one seeds that helps you so much. And uh, hopefully they can become that and get that one seed. They're ranked number four right now uh, since Duke lost over the weekend to North Carolina. Uh, you know, shout out to Mike Krzyzewski, one of the greatest college coaches and ever. Olympic coaches ever. Uh, I watched a little bit of that game and watched his whole ceremony at the end of it. You know, it's always a treat to watch people with great legacies have done it for a long, long time. You're talking about 42 years. I'm not even 42. Like, so he started way before you was even born, and especially before I was born. You know, uh, you know, not giving our age here, but at the same time. No, no, like, no, no. Of course you know, so. Yeah, so we just want to give him a shout out while I was talking about the oh, SEC. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but at the same time, it's going to be in Tampa. It's warm weather. It's beach weather. It's people coming all over to, to watch this. I thought about going down. I don't know. This Atlanta weather has got me thinking about it, but at the same time, I have other obligations, but uh, we're going to continue to, you know, figure out and watch this thing this weekend. And uh, hopefully Auburn can, can, can get back. I, I don't yeah. think some of the losses we had during the season were bad losses. <laughs> you know, you know, no. we were testing back and forth sometimes and the Arkansas loss and the Florida loss. We're just mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But those moments, can help you once the tournament gets here because a lot of these games come down to the last two minutes and three minutes, and you only know how to get those victories in the tournament if you experienced a loss in the regular season and knowing why you lost and how to approach that situation the next time it's available. Right. I agree with you. I don't think that necessarily our losses were bad losses, but I think some of our wins were bad wins, if that makes sense. There were some situations this season, certainly down the stretch, where even if we got away with it and, and we walked out with the dub, which is what matters, it becomes more difficult to do that in tournament settings. And looking at some of the struggles we had specifically on the offensive boards down the stretch makes me concerned about our longevity in the postseason. Do you agree with me? Do you see concerns specifically in that realm? Because I think while it's great to go ahead and see that and start working on it in the regular season, it started to feel like it was a bit habitual uh, on the offensive side, at least. I mean, we've known this is not the three-point shooting team of, of 19, even though Jabari really can get hot. Walker even was able to get hot. KD, when he's hitting, he's hitting. But especially really into the paint and on those boards, if you don't have Walker and Jabari in that game, offensively, we've we've struggled. Exactly. We like we're a different basketball team at home than we are on the road. Let's just, let's just say it, you know, at home, we're like so dynamic. Like it doesn't matter. We get down 10 to start a game. Like we did against Kentucky. Like we get to, you know, get some of the other teams. We fight our way back out of it. Vanderbilt had us down almost double digits to start the game off. And we come back and we end up beating them pretty good. So at home, it seemed like we run off our energy of the crowd. We got to be able yeah, to take that same true. type of energy when we go play on the road, understanding that, okay, we don't have our crowd behind us, but you got to band together, you know, like in, in the crucial moments, it's not about who gets to shine. It's all about, we got to do what we got to do to get the W. And, and that's the thing that's concerned us with our basketball team is we have a championship caliber basketball team. We have a championship coach. We have a championship star. Uh, 
but do we have it when the time comes, when it matters the most, can we deliver? And I would say it comes back to, can our guards deliver? Because Kessler, uh-huh. the biggest guy in, in the best shot blocker in college basketball, uh, you know, Jabari Smith, first All-American in 23 years at Auburn University. Uh, you know, guy 6'10", he can put the ball in the court, he can shoot the three, he can shoot the 12-footer, the 15-footer. You know, the guy has the whole package. But when it gets concerning to me is, Katie Johnson is an energy guy and he's not yeah. afraid of the moment at the end of games. There have been some games where on the road against Georgia, where he kind of just takes over, uh, you know, the other night is the Mississippi state game. You know, he comes through for us again, hits some uh-huh. crucial plays. And, but for me is Ken green, Ken green control himself at the end of games to understand and say, Hey, I got a six ten guy over here. I know I can shoot. I know I've helped get us to some of these games late by shooting a three. But if the game's on the line, who has a better opportunity making a higher percentage, higher percentage shot? And it got to be Jabari because the, the reason is it's not too many guys that can guard him. And when he elevates the shoot, you're not worried about his shot getting blocked. He's not having to elevate his shot over anyone. And guess what? If they come to double team him, now green, guess what? You could be the guy when they come to double, ready to get the, the shot back from Jordan to Patson. When Patson hit the three, they helped the Bulls back in the day. You could be the guy to get the open three rather than trying to force a three. And then if you think about it from another standpoint, if you double Jabari, now you leave a 7-1 footer one-on-one under the basket. Mm-hmm. I'll take my chances by throwing the ball in the Kessler and see what he can do with it four or five feet from the basket. And those are the things you have to understand from a guard. It's just like playing quarterback in football. You have to make those crucial decisions at the right time in crucial moments. And yeah. that's been the only thing that's hurt him at this point. But I hope he's learned from the Florida game. I hope he's learned from the Arkansas game. And those things can help make him a better player because he already is a good player. But yeah. you want to be a great player and you want to be a, a great decision maker. And I think those can those times can help him if he was willing to listen and learn. But this this going to come down to our star players showing up in the tournament and doing what they have to do. Sometimes it also becomes, you know, a, a bit of a too many cooks in the kitchen scenario sometimes. Like I think back to that 19 team and it felt like everyone was super aware of their role and their identity and they were aware of each other's also. The reality of basketball in particular is you can be a hero by facilitating someone else being the hero. Right. You know what I mean? Like for Wendell, you don't have to be the one to do it. Just get it to the guy who can do it. That is literally your role. And I don't, I hate that the kid gets bashed. I hate that any of these, you know, college athletes get attacked the way they do because fans get upset about a loss. And I'm, I'm certainly not doing that because I commend any of them who get out there on, on that stage and, and perform the way they do under the pressure that they have had this season. Has he made some bonehead decisions? One thousand percent. And I guarantee he would tell you the same, but for several of these guys, Jay, I mean, I was there this past Saturday and a lot of them, and I know it was senior day, it was the last game at home, so they were getting into it and enjoying the moment as they should. But 
a lot of them want to be the guy, you know what I mean? And you can't all be the guy because then basketball can become a very individualized sport and no one is going to be as successful that way. You have to know, you have to see the rhythm of the moment, the rhythm of each player's game. If someone's getting hot, if someone has a tendency, like you have to be aware of all of that and you don't shine any less by noticing that and letting your teammate be the one because he's better equipped for the moment. Yeah, and the whole thing is about getting into the next game with a W because exactly. now it's win or go home. And mm-hmm. so you can't afford those kind of mistakes come playoff time. Right. And this is playoff time. So, you know, me, I want to play the next game. I want to have an opportunity to go play for a championship. I'm not so much worried about, oh, I got to hit the Steph Curry last shot. You exactly. know, I, I, like, no, I don't need that. My goal is for us to make the best decision and get to the next game mm-hmm. and have an opportunity to win a championship. You've already set records this year at Auburn. Mm-hmm. You've already created an atmosphere that's one of uh, probably the best in college basketball right now. Sure. So, you know, you're riding high. The, the, the arena has been renamed in the Ville Center. Uh, arena, Neville Arena, like two great people. I've met them numerous times. Awesome people. Couldn't ask for better people for to be named after. And right. people are making donations. Why? Because of what you're doing in a basketball court and the right. atmosphere that you created. And this is the same thing we have to do in the football aspect. We got to create the atmosphere to become a lecture where players want to come and play for us and understand like they don't want to leave because where else are you going to get this type of atmosphere? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what makes our basketball program thrive right now. And if I'm a guy, Green, you know you're probably coming back for another year. KD's mm-hmm. probably coming back for another year. We're losing Kessler. We're losing Jabari Smith. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, Flanagan, we probably get back for another year. But this is an opportunity you're probably going to get two, three high-profile recruits. And you're going to have an opportunity to come back next year and probably do something special again because now you have become the Duke and North Carolinas of the old. Mm-hmm. and people want to come play here because Coach Pearl lets you run and shoot from anywhere. Right. He doesn't try to control you. He doesn't try to hold you back. So guys going to want to come and play. But what guys are going to look at is, okay, when you get late in the game, are you going to be that team player to make that extra pass if you have to, or it got to be about you? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people look at that. Top athletes look at that. They have people in their ear that wants them to see what's going to happen. So guys have to understand that, you, you can become as good as you want by being a team player. Yep. And sometimes it's not, it's not always about the star. Yes. You have star players that get credit for the credit for that, but they'll always tell you without their teammates, they're not in that position. Right. So, you know, it's just about, you know, us just finishing it, finishing, finishing, finishing. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. And the other thing about our basketball team, we do really good. And for whatever reason, those last eight minutes, we like to make it very interesting. Golly, like, man. <laughs> What we is let that? Teams back in, and <laughs> we got to learn how to put the pedal to the metal, yeah. and just not give a, a team an opportunity to just feel like they're back in it. Agreed, agreed. And look, that is certainly going to be key in this tournament. Uh, I really feel that way. Uh, like I said, games will kick off on Wednesday. Round one will be Missouri versus Ole Miss and Vanderbilt versus Georgia. And obviously culminating with the championship game on Sunday. So really looking forward to that one. Uh, you mentioned that Jabari has been named an All-American. First time for Auburn in 23 years. Um, the 12th in Auburn history. 
but the SEC also announced their season awards, and we walked away with three of them, which is incredible. Bruce Pearl, SEC Coach of the Year, Jabari Smith, SEC Freshman of the Year, and Walker Kessler, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. So incredibly well-deserved, really no-brainers on all three of those, but very exciting and just indicative of, of what this year has been uh, for this program as a whole. So best of luck to them in the tournament this weekend. Looking forward to watching, and we will, of course, recap it all next week. Before we close things out, quick update on our gymnastics team who has continued their great run this season. They're actually coming off a quad meet this past weekend against Alabama, Georgia, and Arkansas. Definitely a tough one there. Uh, They came in second, only behind Alabama, who scored a 198. But we scored a 197.75, which is a program record that was actually set earlier this season at LSU. So we tied our record for a 197.75. Very impressive. And SUNY Lee once again won the all-around title with a 39.7. Now, the team travels to Michigan for a tri-meet this week with Michigan and West Virginia. But then the SEC championship is next weekend. It's crazy that it's already time for all of these things to be happening. That takes place March 19th in Birmingham. So super easy for Auburn fans to get there. I mean, the fact that the conference championship happens in our state really affords our fan base a great opportunity to go in person and support these girls because let me just tell you, I have covered gymnastics and they work so hard and they are such unbelievable athletes. And it doesn't always get the same coverage and notoriety that some of the other, you know, sports do. So if you are close to the Alabama or the Birmingham area, if you are able to go on March 19th, I highly recommend it's super entertaining. Even if you don't consider yourself a gymnastics fan, it is fun to watch and uh, certainly athletes that deserve our support. So that will be happening next week. And also Auburn baseball continues. They are 11 and two right now, taking the four game series against Rhode Island this past weekend at home. They have another home series this weekend against middle Tennessee. And then sec play starts next week against Ole Miss and We know SEC has become quite a powerhouse in baseball as well, so that conference play is always super entertaining. So that's a little bit of an update on some other things happening down on the Plains. Last thing I want to get your input on, Jason, is the news that broke today that uh, Russell Wilson's heading to Denver. What do we think? Yeah, blockbuster trade, right? All you heard was all season was Aaron (laughs) Rodgers going to Denver. And, uh, you know, because of Hackett, the quarterback coach that went over – was offense coordinator or uh, Green Bay as well. Mm-hmm. Got the head coaching job there. So everyone thought, oh, you know, maybe this could be in play. But no, the whole time they have been undercover uh, talking with Seattle, back and back trades. And, you know, all I know for right now is Drew Locks is in a trade. And I think it's two first round picks, two second round picks, and um, and maybe three other players or two other players. That's a lot for one player, though, yep. uh, especially for a guy that's 33 years of age, going to be 34. Uh, coming off some injuries at the quarterback position. Um, like I said, some of his best years was when they when he had the the Legion of Boom behind him and Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch. Uh, but, you know, Russell is a great player and everything, and sometimes a change of scenery does a player really good. So, you know, we'll see with him going to Denver now, uh, getting another fresh start and, uh, and with a really good football team around him. Now, he has some guys now. Uh, yes. So it is an AFC West star-studded uh quarterback position that's going to be very entertaining this year to watch that division 
But when you think about the trade, though, like it is who won the trade. Well, we'll figure that out once yeah, football will. season happens. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers signed back four years, two hundred million with Green Bay. Jeez, um, you know, I thought he may want to change the scenery just because everything has happened over the last few years, mm-hmm. and then you know you lose, you become the number one seed two years in a row in the NFC, and and you lose both games at home uh, to Tampa last year, and then to. 49ers this year when you're blowing through people in the regular season um you know this is but you still get rewarded with a four-year 200 million dollar contract so I think this is just I think you know he can write his legacy here if he if he wins another Super Bowl then he could be considered one of the he's already one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the position but uh, another Super Bowl will put him in the top five uh, I think all time as a quarterback so you know that's a lot for him still to play for these next four years but um you know it's just it's a different world out there when you got Devontae Adams that they only want to franchise I'm just like okay like Aaron Mm -hmm. when doing this by himself you know like how not why not take care of him too like why not you know say Aaron you know take off some of your money off your deal to make sure we can lock up your guy right Uh, but you know we'll see what happens but that was a shocker uh, yeah, I know he probably stayed, but it was a little bit of a shocker still. But I uh, like the Russell Wilson trade. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Nope. Uh, everything starts next next week. I think league's league year open, so you're going to see a lot more trades. And mm, love it. Calvin Ridley, uh, betting on uh, – jeez, man. You know, he, he took time off of mental mm-hmm. mental health. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know he kind of got himself caught up with – $1,500 of just betting on, on football that's going to cost him $11 million. Yep. Uh, like, guys, you know, you just got to understand, man, you're you're still in the NFL. You can't do those things. Like, um, yeah. you know, that's messing with the integrity of the game. And now this year, his $11 million that was guaranteed is now off the books. Oh, and they push it to please, next man. year. They push it to next year. And guess what? Next year, it's not guaranteed. So mm-hmm. they can cut him before league year next year. And that's what I was going to say. If they even keep him. All right, so he's cost himself $11 million off a $1,500 uh, experience. Like, what I throw up is. every day for 15 days straight. Well, think uh, about what Henry Ruggs threw away by his stupid decision. Yeah, that was, t- that was tough, drunk. too. You know, you know, that was that was another one. You know, it's oh. just that everybody has to learn from other people, you know, mm-hmm. situations sometimes. And like I said, we all need grace and, and mercy. Of course. But, uh, Guys just gotta start understanding that the limelight that they're in, you know, you gotta you gotta try to you gotta fight through decisions sometimes. You can't you you gotta talk to people, you gotta communicate with people, you gotta put the right people around you. Yep. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Like stop getting so many yes people around you. Like understand that they're in a different position than you're in. They're right. not in the same light that you're in right now. And this is a short window. You gotta do what you gotta do in a short amount of time. And you work so hard to just get to these points of your career. It's just like you reaching the pinnacle of your, of your broadcasting career. It's the yeah. same as a player that worked so hard and reached the pinnacle of his, of his career. Like remember the days and tears that you shared when you got drafted. Now all of a sudden you become comfortable once you're in the league, you start getting millions and everything. You start making some money for yourself and then everybody wants to pat you on the back and everybody wants a handout and everyone telling you how great you are and, you know, you're the best thing since whatever. And you start to feel that sometimes, but always remember to just humble yourself and understanding that what you got is a gift and, yep. and what you've been given, take care of it. Cause it can be taken away from you overnight. And you, you got to understand that you didn't earn this by yourself. You didn't get here by yourself. So 
you know, guys got to come back and hone in on things and understand their blessings and, and, right. and everything. And, and I, I just think that's just part of it, but you know, you know, bad situations um, right. and just everything. So we just keep trying to move forward, keep trying to work with these young people and yeah. uh, everybody just got to, you know, be a hand, but they also got to be willing to listen. That's exactly. the other thing. You got to be willing to listen. Yeah. I mean, I always go back to Luke 12, 48, to whom much is given much is required. And like, I think so many people think that when I hit that level, when I reach that amount of money, when I get that status, my problems go away. No, okay. maybe your current problem goes away, but you've got a new crop of problems that you then have to tend to, you know, these guys right. having all this amount of money, that doesn't mean that your morals and your standards go away. Then you get behind the wheel of a car drunk. You could take someone's life. Like it just, it, there are new responsibilities given to you and arguably bigger responsibilities, the bigger your blessings are. So, um, certainly an element of sport and of, of, you know, athletes these days that they certainly have to keep in mind. And look, that now applies to college athletes who are now making the amount of money that they are as well. So, uh, definitely an aspect of sport that needs to be taught the appropriate way for things to continue in a good trajectory. But nonetheless, think that's a great note to end it on Jason Campbell, always a pleasure. And to all of our listeners, Thank you so much for following along and listening to us each and every week. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button in the Apple podcast app. That will give you a notification every time we release an episode. You can also find us on Spotify, Believe's website, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Taylor Beth Davis, JCam17. <laughs> Campbell. J Campbell one seven. Jay Taylor. J Campbell one seven. I just call you J Cam all the time, so I forgot. My apologies. J underscore one seven on Twitter. Okay, there we go. The important <laughs> distinction. Make sure you hit us up on that. If you have any questions or topics you want us to hit on or interviews that you would like to hear, let us know. Uh, and we'll continue to follow this thing. Starting next week, we'll have uh, some spring ball to talk about, hopefully. So keep it locked. We'll, uh, we'll continue to crank these out as we get closer and closer to another football season. So until we talk again, everyone have a fantastic week. War Eagle. War Eagle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.